Now joining us here in the Freak Nation, good to get him in here. We follow the guy on Twitter. We follow, we, you know what? We actually stalk the damn guy, Crasher. Oh, I do. Do you? Oh, I stalk him all the time. He has some of the best photography. Yeah. And I, shame on me. I just found this out this year that he's such a damn good photographer. We knew he could write. <laughs> guy can, he's a wordsmith. But I love his photography from the racetrack almost more than his writing. Almost. Almost. Actually, I probably do. I just love his photography. Well, his name is Marshall Pruitt. You read his stuff on Speed, Racer, RacerMagazine.com. And he's really just, we, we wanted to get his take on IndyCar in Toronto and, and a number of things, including the standing start and Marshall Pruitt. What do you think the reaction was from the drivers when they finally got the standing start right today in Toronto? Wait, so you don't want me to talk about whether I'd pose nude in the ESPN body issue? Damn it, guys. You know, this, I don't want to talk about any car. I thought this was by nude. No. That's going to be you know what? No, you and Statman posing nude together in the ESPN the body together? magazine. Together? Wait a minute. Oh, that, wait, wait. That'd no, be scary. They, they don't print paper wide enough for me to do that. So let's, let's we'll just leave that one alone. My apologies. Oh, uh, I'll tell you what. IndyCar, as we've seen it over the past few years, has maybe made a name for itself in not being very flexible or being fan-minded. I think things improved a lot when Randy Bernard came along. I think this new car that came out last year is something that uh, certainly designed to be more entertaining for the fans. But maybe at the races, not everything was geared towards them. So the rules that were written for the standing start, the first one in IndyCar series history there was a bit of a proviso if you looked at some if you looked at the rule it said hey this is how the procedure is going to go blah 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 and then in the, the small print the fine print but if there's a problem the first go around we're just going to skip the whole dang thing and go back to a traditional rolling oh. start and it was like what i've been writing about this for a year i've been looking forward to it forever this is so cool and if one silly thing goes wrong you're going to pitch it well they did and immediately after, well, the minute they decide, they abandoned the fans don't know that. The fans don't read down in the fine print of the, the IndyCar rule book. And the boos, you could hear them across the border. Oh. Uh, <laughs> good on the promoters of the race going to the series saying, hey, we've been promoting this. We need to make this happen. Because for Sunday, the series said it's just going to be a regular rolling start. So good on the promoters for saying, nope, we told the fans we were going to do it. we got to do it good on IndyCar for realizing, hey, you know what? Yeah, okay. Rules are rules, but first and foremost, the people that bought tickets, we need to make sure they are happy and coming back. So I think the start that went off today was great. It maybe, you know, it wasn't wildly dramatic. There weren't crashes. There weren't anything major there, but something new, and I think it's something they can definitely build on. So uh, all in all, great reaction by the series to, to fix a mistake. And uh, I think we can, I hope, I hope we do it more often. Fans love it. I love it. Marshall Pruitt, writer, Racer Magazine, Speed Jointus, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crasher, go ahead. Well, there was a lot of talk after the aborted standing start yesterday. Of course, the hashtag Blame Barnhart was out again. Overall, how do you grade Brian Barnhart on this weekend in the role of Bo Barfield? Uh, I wrote something yesterday. Uh, on this topic, I've known Brian for a long time. I haven't known Bo for as long, but uh, well, actually, I, I think I've known him for as long. Regardless, uh, <laughs> let's put this in NBA terms. 
you know if you're watching the finals, if you see Joey Crawford, you know that the whistle is going to be blowing the whole time on phantom calls that you didn't see, uh, phantom fouls that never happened. Uh, Whereas if you see some of the other refs, you know that they're going to swallow. They might even forget to bring their whistles to the game. Brian, he's always had a tendency for be the guy, the guy who's blowing the whistle, who would rather penalize you than not penalize you. Bo, he's the guy that, frankly, uh, maybe isn't getting on that whistle as often as he should. I don't think anybody should be surprised. Uh, I don't think Brian did anything out of character, and he agreed with the team when uh, when the Target Ganassi team brought in evidence and said, hey, you know what, you're saying this happened, let us show you the data, show you that Dario wasn't cranking on the steering wheel to try and put Will in the wall, et cetera, et cetera. They got some additional video to look at. And you know what? Ryan raised his hand and said, you're right, no problem, uh, and fixed it. So, again, I mean, if we add that on to the standing start uh, issues from Saturday as well, it I think this was a great weekend for IndyCar. I think it was great to see that the series, which has stepped on its blank more often than not in recent years, uh, I love the fact that they're kind of saying, okay, you know what, we can, we're going to be human. We're not going to be rigid. We'll admit if we did something wrong. Those are the people that I think we have needed. And the fact that Brian Barnhart was a part of this, someone who's been you know, beat up and pummeled uh, for many years, Nice to see him uh, kind of getting with the program. Cool. No, I, li- I like hearing that because that is a different perspective than sometimes we get as we are across the border. Of course, the race taking place in the race is taking place in Toronto, Canada. So I like I like hearing that perspective. One guy though who did step on it this weekend, even though he crushed it with two podiums, but he dropped his glass trophy. What <laughs> was Sebastian Bourdais? The only thing he got wrong yesterday, yeah. Well, and the and the poor guy, and I love Seb. He is he's one of the funniest guys you'll meet. You, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think it from maybe his reputation, uh, external reputation, but he had good fun with it. He played it up, and they ripped him to shreds on the podium today. Every other comment from the uh, the announcer was about, all right, Seb, don't screw this one up. And it, you know, he he played along very well with it. But good for them, right? Dragon Racing. Yeah. Right. Nobody's heard of Dragon Racing outside of you know the real IndyCar fans and. They just, uh, two podiums in two days. Seb looked like, you know, he had a shot at winning the race yesterday. We know he can drive, but this is a, uh, you know, this is a furniture row racing uh, type performance where you go, hey, wait a minute, but what's, what's Bush doing up, you know, leading in that car with that team? But more, of these, more things like this have been happening this year in IndyCar than any time I can remember. And, and again, I don't know how many of your, your listeners um, follow the IndyCar series, but at least for a guy that goes to all of them and covers all of them, this year for me has been refreshing because the big names, they're not necessarily winning every race. Some of the small teams, they're doing incredible things. It's just nice to not have that up. The Yankees won another World Series. Yawn. Who cares? True. It's just been the roll the dice here. Really loving it. From Speed and Racer Magazine, Marshall Pruitt joins us on Speed Freaks. Statman, go ahead. Marshall, do you think that we asked this question earlier about NASCAR with uh, Vickers winning today? You think it's a good thing? It's a positive thing? And this is something that's a step in the right direction for IndyCar to have. 
the smaller teams getting to the podium with a chance to win, and this is going to be good going forward? It should be. And I say that from the context of without going into a five-hour dissertation and all the ills and problems and how, Indy, how IndyCar went from being the biggest show in town to the, the show everyone forgot about. Um, the series is putting out, in my opinion, the best racing product in the world right now. now. I'm not talking about, you know, Saturday night dirts, you know, wingless sprints. We know those are amazing. There's, but in terms of, you know, relatively big-name, international-style motorsports uh, series, I, I have yet to see a series that is putting up better races week in, week out than the IndyCar series this year. I think things like what we have with some of these smaller teams doing great things. Hinch, who we all love, but is not a household name. The kids won three races and, and is driving like a rock star. Simon Pagino, every, you know, uh, Jean Girard, every, who doesn't love Simon Pagino? Who knows Simon Pagino? He's one as well. Mike Conway shows up three days after getting a phone call in England and wins the first round at Detroit. Again, some of these kind of crazy, you know, Rudy uh, uh, type performances where if there's the PR machine behind it, these are big storylines people would care about. But that is really where we have to go with this. And I'll, I'll keep it very brief. But so- there are a lot of people that still talk about IndyCar. How do we get the fans back? tell you what they're not coming back those fans have moved on the the day indycar realizes it needs to forget the hundred year history the day they realize we need to think of ourselves as a startup we've got a great product it's amazing it's the best in the market but nobody knows about it and we need to market it that way i think recovery can start but as long as there's this kind of familiar hey, we're IndyCar, we've been around forever, and gosh, aren't we part of the American institution? And you go, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, your dad's Oldsmobile. You know, dad loves it, grandpa loves the IndyCar series, but I defy you to find people that don't have gray hair that are, are as passionate about it uh, as they should be. So to your point, yes, these storylines are awesome. But man, we need, you know, we need them to be sold. Uh, as if the series was brand new, and these are these are stars that need to be made. Uh, otherwise, the series is just going to kind of limp along as it has been. Do spec cars, is that a good thing? Is that going to continue what you just talked about? Uh, or does that make it spec cars and spec racing uh, on some level? Does that make it easier for everybody to win versus uh, just the, the big money teams? interesting i've been thinking about that lately i hate spec cars because i have grown up spent most of my life without them so you know it's like take away coca-cola and leave only diet coke well eventually people will like or you know people will consume diet cokes you know it's good i like it's not bad hey well you go cool but you know what i've actually had coca-cola before the real stuff it's amazing gosh i wish you could have tasted it IndyCar, for, again, for those of us with, with a bit of gray hair in their beard like myself, we know what the real IndyCar was like, that full blast of sugar and everything else. That was amazing. I think, though, that we've had spec cars for so long, and that's Formula One is kind of the, the only place where they're truly everything about the cars are, are unique, but 
I think if you look almost everywhere in motor racing, if the cars aren't spec, they're close to spec. And I think that's just become the norm. So the outrage, oh, if we had more innovation, more this, more that, I don't think that's going to get more fans back because of that. What I do think, and this is maybe a bit of an end around, when CART, the CART IndyCar series, was its at its peak, its most popular place, it wasn't just because racing was great, and it wasn't because it had the names, the Ray Halls, the Andretti's, the Fittipaldi's, etc. It was because manufacturers were involved. A lot of manufacturers were involved, and they spent to the high heavens on marketing and promoting their involvement. They bought tens of thousands of tickets to give away to fill those grandstands. You could not go to a bar. You couldn't open a magazine. You couldn't watch a television without some sort of advertisement from a Toyota, Honda, Mercedes-Benz, Ford, Chevy, etc. Do I think fans are going to rush back if we introduce super whizzy, quad-turbo, direct-injected whatevers? No. Do I think we're going to get a lot more fans and a lot more interest if we create a technical uh, specification that endears manufacturers to want to jump in and play to promote what it is they have to sell and then pour a bunch of money in to promote that they're doing it and to buy those tickets and put people in the stands? Yes. Uh, Marshall, 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 real quick. I I need to jump in here. We've got to go to break. But real quick, there's talk about the San Diego Padres, former San Diego Padres executive that left, again, left the Padres. I believe his name was Barfinkel. Uh, is that his no, Garfinkel, Tom Garfinkel. Yeah. Garfinkel? Is is there is there talk about him taking over the IndyCar series, running the IndyCar series? Is that going to happen? Well, there is talk, but uh, I think in terms of running, the the main thing Mark Miles is looking for is a commercial CEO, the person who is going to sell and promote the series. I'm sorry, not sell the series, but promote the series, sell it to advertisers. He needs someone who is going to make it popular again and make it financially uh, successful again. So that's the only position that's open. He has Derek Walker, who is effectively running the series. Mark Miles is also a big part of that day-to-day operation. So they're looking for the guy to bring it to the masses and get corporate involvement in. How do we get him Ken Hudgens' name? Ken Hudgens, I believe he's, what, CFO of the Supercross series and all of, what, Live Nation Motorsports, Kenny? Yes. I, Ken Hudgens is the guy. I, yeah, someone just man. needs to step in and run that G-Damn series that, so they don't continue to step on their D every other race. Marshall Pruitt is his name, MP, man. Thank you very much for the insight. Need to get you back in here after another stumble from IndyCar, okay? No, it, it, no, no, whoa, whoa, it's not, you can't call it a stumble. There was a lot of good stuff this weekend, I agree. It, something came out of a stumble. Yeah, something oh. good came out of a stumble. Two damn good races, let's put it that way. After the game, And a shattered game. trophy. Shattered trophy, right? MP, thanks for coming in here, my friend. Thanks, guys. All right, Marshall Pruitt, you you read his stuff, you see his stuff, Racer Magazine, racer.com, and Speed Channel. 